0: hi everyone my name is Christopher Bruce I'm a Florida divorce lawyer and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Victoria McCuey. and Victoria is a transformation coach and a lot of what she specializes in is helping women um, divorce a narcissistic type spouse and I just thought it would be really interesting to hear from somebody who works with um, women going through this very challenging change um, and uh, discuss a couple of things that um, might uh, give some inspiration to our listeners as to how to approach um, a divorce from a really controlling, difficult to deal with, a narcissistic type husband. So Victoria, thanks uh, so much for joining us. and um,
1: thank you so much for having me.: Well,
0: um, maybe just um, tell everyone uh, a little bit about who you are, what a, what a transformational coach is, a little bit about what you do, and then we'll kind of get into uh, the topic here.
1: Right. So I'm a life coach specializing in major life transformations. And my specialty, my niche is helping women and now some men. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Divorce a narcissistic or controlling or otherwise abusive spouse. Because it's a very specific type of divorce. Yeah. My background is, um, of course, I had my own <laughs> horrific Long drawn out six year yeah. divorce from a very narcissistic spouse. Um, but then, after I got my footing, I started doing volunteer work for the Coalition Against Domestic Violence, where I live. And I really got addicted to giving back, you know, to this yeah. helping other people who were going through what I went through. Um, so I did it for years, and I was trained to become the advocate who would be on call when a domestic violence. Victim presented at a hospital, and I would go to coach them into undoing some of the brainwashing that had been done to help them see other possibilities and other alternatives versus returning to the abuser.
0: Wow, that's it's it's heavy stuff, and I know we've spoken before. We we did this. You definitely have have the experience in going through this type of a thing, which is um, kind of, I feel like at times an insurmountable challenge, but it doesn't have to be that way, and uh, that's kind of
1: uh, why we're talking about some of this stuff. Um, it's also important for people to realize they're not alone. I mean, I know when I was going through my abusive marriage, I didn't think anyone else would ever understand or, or be able to... to even believe the things that were going on. Um, and I was so humiliated by it and embarrassed that I, I didn't tell anyone. So I think the more we talk about it, the more likely people are to reach out for help.
0: And I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, so many people that I, I meet mean in my um, practice as a divorce lawyer, they they kind of think at times they're they're the only one going through the issue and they're there must be something wrong with them because why, why would this be happening if it weren't their fault? And it's, um, I'm, I'm glad you really pointed that out. And I guess just so we know, maybe what we're we're talking about here, uh, there's a lot of references, especially in pop culture to, you know, what is a narcissist or, you know, you're a narcissist, this and that, but just, um, I mean, h- how would you define this type of person that's, um, you know, the the problem that we're um, dealing with here?
1: Well, it's getting thrown around a lot, especially now. Uh, but it's a very hard diagnosis to make. Even top psychiatrists who are experts in this field are very hesitant to label someone as a narcissist. So I certainly did not pretend to be able to tell you if you're, I get asked daily, is my husband a narcissist? And yeah. here's what I say it doesn't really matter, you know, it, yeah. it's the spectrum. And if if he is doing abusive behaviors, it's a pattern of abusive behaviors. And if you are feeling controlled or minimized or not good enough because of the way you're being treated, then he's, he's too far on the yeah. spectrum to be healthy for you. And everybody's boundaries are different. You know, there might be somebody who, their husband is a full-blown narcissist, but it, they don't let it in and it doesn't bother them So it doesn't really matter if they're labeled that way or not, you know, what's the effect that it's having on you?
0: That makes a lot of sense. It really doesn't matter who the person is. It's just it's really it's um, Moving on from a, a difficult and controlling person. I think is kind of the rule of talking about right um, so I guess is somebody's approaching a divorce from a difficult person, um, you know, maybe a narcissistic type spouse or a partner. I mean, this applies, whether it's, it's divorce or, or marriage or, or not. Um, I mean, what do you, what do you typically see the, the abuser um, doing once they're kind of put on notice of, Hey, I'm, I'm divorcing you or I'm, I'm leaving you. What do you, what do you typically see happen? with these
1: people? Well, a narcissist or anyone who's far on that end of the spectrum, their biggest fear is abandonment. Yeah. Typically in their lives somewhere, they experience some type of abandonment. Maybe it wasn't physically abandoned by a parent, but emotionally abandoned. Or, so somehow this has created this, this dis- dysfunction in them where they're so fearful of being ab- abandoned that they cannot take that they see it as a huge blow to their ego wow. so if they think that you're leaving them or know that you're leaving them you must be punished <laughs> because you've done the ultimate harm to them yeah. the unthinkable the unimaginable the thing they fear the most and you're doing it to them so there's huge retaliation involved Um, the first thing I usually see is, uh, the, the flying monkeys, right? So (laughs) what is that (laughs) they start a smear campaign against you? Because first of all, their ego is huge. They cannot possibly as hard as it is, it is for them to acknowledge that you're leaving them. They certainly can't stand the thought of other people knowing this that you would leave them that they're so perfect, you know, that they can't, they can't be seen as anything but perfect. So yeah. now they have to paint you as flawed because they can't, it can't be them. So now there's a huge campaign to, uh, to smear your everything about you, you know, your, your personality, there's a flaw in you. In my own case, my ex-husband, um, immediately called all of our friends and told them, oh, by the way, he, he had he had ultimately he choked me and that's when I called the police and he was uh, arrested. And so in order not to make this all go away, that this was, that I had made this whole story up and it didn't happen, he called everyone we knew and told him that my father had raped me as a child. He made up this wow. story. <laughs> And that I was so psychologically damaged that I made up this whole story. I mean, so far-fetched, right?
0: That's, that's just, it's...
1: Dirty pool. I mean, it's like they'll do or say anything to elevate themselves. And I didn't even know this was going on. I mean, he wasn't in the house any longer. So I'm getting calls from, I don't know how many people he called. I only know the ones who reached out to me. And said, you know, he's calling saying this, and we don't care if this happened to you, we still love you. I'm like, it never yeah. happened. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe there are people out there who still believe them, who I didn't even know we're told. It's, you know, the worst, expect the worst. So we call them flying monkeys. Because, you know, in The Wizard of Oz, the, the witch has yeah. flying monkeys who go do her dirty work. Well, this is what he's doing. He's trying to paint this picture of you um, as as the bad guy. And so he can be the victim. And now all these people are doing his work for him, like saying to you, well, you know, you really shouldn't have, or you, re- you should really be more uh, considerate of, of his feelings or whatever he's saying. (laughs) So they're all out there working for him against you. So that's why they're called flying monkeys.
0: Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I just see it a lot with these types of people in a divorce and, uh, they, they definitely enlist an army. And sometimes it's, I just tell my, my clients to expect, um, It's going to feel like opposite day it's a you know the the opposite of what it sounds so silly to say that but it's it's so ridiculous but it's true it's it's things that are just completely untrue are being said and i mean i know what i tell people but um just you know when you work with uh, your clients um you know in your coaching practice um do do you have any particular advice to them on okay this might be coming what um, how might you handle it or expect to deal with
1: it right so you can't stop it right you can't mm-hmm. control him but in fact the more you try to make him stop the more he will do it because now he knows it's pressing your buttons you know it's really yeah. the more you show that this is a problem for you the more it'll happen um, so we come up with some some uh, language that they can use in these scenarios that for most people um, I suggest when someone says, oh, uh, your husband told me, you know, whatever outlandish lie, and you go, he did? And you believed him? Like, you know, Uh, like, Like, he said what? And you believed him? Like, (laughs) own that this is crazy. You know, don't get defensive. Like, what, I never did it. You know, then then it's just like a he said, she said. And, Mm -hmm. but if you just, it's so absurd to you that it just bounces off and you go, He said that and you believed him? Like (laughs) how crazy. So it makes you feel more empowered, I think, than Mm -hmm. trying to defend yourself. You know, just make them start questioning who's telling them the truth.
0: Yeah. I think that's good advice. That's that's generally what I say. And um, I mean, generally I tell people don't, don't call and go on the offensive enlisting your own flying monkey brigade, so to speak. i would never used the word flying monkey until now. I, th- I think that, that might be a good one for me to work in, but uh, I think that's really good advice. And I, I think we both know this isn't the only thing um, our respective clients are typically dealing with when they're um, separating from a difficult person like this. What else do you see um, these narcissistic type um, people doing?
1: So they're so damaged that they want, they can't stand the idea of you leaving. Right. Yeah. But at the same time um, while they, they're begging you to stay because they can't they're, they have to hurt you for leaving. So it's this crazy dichotomy. So at the same time they're begging you to stay and doing everything they can to push you away so i i tell my clients it's like (laughs) the scotch tape effect because if you take a piece of scotch tape and you tear it down the middle you know how it'll just keep going going and and oh yeah this is what they're like it's like they're going in two different directions forever and ever and ever and and there's no end you know like they'll do just the most horrific awful like what my husband said about me horrifying things to you and then they'll, they'll not understand why you're leaving and say how can you leave no don't do this stay don't like well why would you do that yeah exactly <laughs> that's that's what i see a lot of times
0: so it just and it's I think just dealing with my clients, especially our female clients that are dealing with this, it's it's amazing the stuff they hear. One thing I, I hear a lot of. Um obviously we always you know treat it seriously, but we prepare our clients for this, even you know, to the extent of suicide threats and things of that nature, which obviously, you know, you have to be sensitive about. But um, you know, just when you work with your clients, um, what are some of the tips you might have, um, to dealing with this yeah. confusing? I, type see of this, that I
1: see this all the time, threatening suicide and, you know, I'm not going to say this never happened. People don't. Yeah. But in my experience, people who tell you they're going to kill themselves are not serious about killing themselves. Yeah. So it's a tactic. It's working on your, uh, empathy. And you have to start separating emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, you know, and that's how I help them break away and start seeing themselves as a as a separate entity, not in. Yeah. And that is his problem. You know, you can't fix him. And it's not your job to try. Yeah. And it was maybe but you're you're separating now and he's a grown up and he, these are his issues yep and he needs to figure that out and it's it's not only not your job you can't you can't yep. fix him
0: um So I think um, in, in, you know, I I think from some of our talks, you you dealt with this in particular, but um, I'm sure a lot of the people that are contemplating divorce from somebody like this might feel in a sense um, trapped in the relationship a little bit because of um, children. And, you know, it's obviously, we all want the best for our kids. Um, Maybe you can speak a little bit to um, what you see happening with um, children in uh, these types of separations and um, maybe a couple of, of ways to try to minimize the effect
1: right well first of all this is a toxic environment yeah you're living in and your children are in it too so just think about how sick you feel all the time you know it manifests this kind of constant abuse whether it's control verbal abuse financial abuse whatever it is it's insidious and it's never-ending there's no relief it's 24 7 you're living in this toxic environment I remember when at the height of my horrible um, dysfunctional marriage a contractor came in he was a friend of ours to do some work and he said you can cut the tension in here with a knife Wow like, other people feel it nobody had said anything so your children it's like it's like raising them in a house with carbon monoxide poisoning. You know, it's affecting uh, them. Yeah. Um, you are, I know you know, these women are sick. They've got migraines. They get fibromyalgia. Oh, yeah. Uh, they have IBS. They have all these symptoms. And, you know, doctors just throw these labels on them because you don't know what it is. It's stress, it's the stress. Yeah. Of the situation, our bodies aren't, aren't made to withstand that level of stress for that long. You know, we're just animals and we go into fight or flight. And then when the predator leaves, we go back, to, you're supposed to go back to normal. We're never going back to normal. Yeah. We're, we're sustaining that fight or flight feeling and chemistry in our bodies forever, 24-7. And it breaks down our systems and we get sick so this is happening to your children too they are feeling it as much as you might try to hide it from them it's in the air it is there it's tangible so do you want to keep your children in this carbon monoxide filled home or do you want to go through a difficult period with them but then give them the opportunity to see what a happy healthy household feels like
0: yeah i I think that's that's what i bring up with a lot of my clients it's you're at least giving them a chance to see something else and obviously they're going to have influence from both of their parents um and there's a part of them that will always um you know be developed based on some of the things they have seen in their other parent but If you don't get them out of that environment um, for at least a portion of the time, they're never gonna see anything else. That's, and I'm not a child psychologist, but that's just, it's, and I, I know you aren't either, but that's the reality of it as I see it.
1: I'm the poster child for this because I stayed, I had three little kids and I stayed because they were boys. I thought they needed their father. I didn't, I knew how hard he was gonna make it. I knew he would use them as pawns. I knew what would happen. But eventually, obviously the abuse got so untenable that I had to do it and I should have done it way before. Because yes, it was very hard for a short amount of time, but you can never create that that healthy environment while that person's in the house with you. Yeah. It's impossible, you, it's, you cannot because he's infiltrating it. The only hope you have of giving them a healthy environment is creating it separately. And yes, they will go back and forth. But guess what? They're going to feel what this is like, and they're going to feel what that's like, and they're going to make their choices and they're going to gravitate to the place that feels safe and normal and honest and (laughs) happy. Not the drama, the chaos, the crazy. So they'll figure it out and kids grow up. They start getting the joke.
0: I think you're right. And I mean, just, and I don't know if you share the same um, experiences with um, some of your clients, but I I see a lot of people who will wait to get divorced or wait to separate from somebody, um, you know, that's a difficult, abusive type of a person because they think when their kids are adults that they're just going to somehow be. Out of the picture, but with what I see, um, you know, it the kids still end up, even as adults, um, being roped into this becoming, you know, one of the potential flying monkeys, as you're calling them. So, it's from what I see, um, you know, unless they're in their last year of high school or something, it's generally they're going to be part of it no matter what. Waiting might, you know, very well probably is doing more harm than good.
1: There is never a good time to get divorced, yeah. So, uh, and I think. I think, from what I've seen, the younger they are, the better. The more time they yeah. have to uh, adapt.
0: Thank you, right. And do you have any uh, particular advice for people who uh, might have, you know, younger kids that are about to go through with this, as to how they might, you know, prepare themselves to deal with their children when, you know, their their spouse uh, is, is probably going to act the way we're talking about.
1: Well, the spouse will necessarily um, bring them into it because they can't help themselves. You know, narcissists are entitled. They're grandiose. They, the rules don't apply to them. They'll tell you, you better not use the children okay. as wands. You better not engage the children. You better not talk to the children, but believe me, they're going to do it. Yeah. Um, so my, I mean, my children were six, eight and 10 when our divorce started. So they were old enough to ask questions and they were definitely alienated from me. Uh, when they would come back after a week at a dad's and they would come home to me Monday nights after school, um, I don't know if I can say the, the A word, we called it asshole night because yeah. they were horrible to me. They, were, they had been drinking the Kool-Aid all weekend and I was the enemy, I was the villain, right? So this is real, this happens. Um, and then it would take them a day to get back to their normal selves. Um, when they would confront me, and this is the advice I give my, my clients, um, with a lie, yeah. I'd said, blah, blah, blah. I'd say, well, um, that's not true. And he, and if they would question, well, how, why would I believe you? And you'd say one of us is not telling you the truth and it's up to you to, to figure out who that is.
0: That's good mm-hmm. advice.
1: Yeah, I it's a way not to disparage dad. It's like, don't say dad's a liar. Don't say dad's using you, you know, just like, well, that's not, that's not true. It's not the way I see it. And one of us, we can't both be telling you the truth. I'm saying this is true. And he, dad's saying this is true. One of us is not telling you the truth.
0: I, that's and great advice. And you know it, it it from what uh we've talked about i know you're you know really proud of uh your children and really close to them now as they're adults i mean this uh, i've seen the same with my clients this stuff does pass with time um the kids come around um so uh, i think a lot of the people listening to this um shouldn't um be scared off about putting themselves first and their life change first worried the kids will never recover
1: it's the the example the the quintessential example of put your own oxygen mask on first you cannot possibly save your children if you don't save yourself first in Um, this scenario
0: so uh, we've talked a little bit about the kids um so then there's the uh the whole part about you're getting divorced you had a couple of uh legal issues um on on top of what's already a a hard process Uh, how's all that stuff go and um you know, I know I have my thoughts as a divorce lawyer, but um, just based on what you, you've seen doing what um, you do, I mean, how do these rascals behave once you get them um, in the court system?
1: Um, well, typic- they're typical selves. They're yeah. grandiose. They like to be the center of attention. Um, they're very charismatic. They can be very charming. They, they're very manipulative. They're very smart, typically. They can manipulate the system. So my advice to my clients is always this. You have to create the contrast because the judge sees so many, he doesn't remember you or she doesn't remember you one time to the next, or, um, you know, not everybody goes in front of a judge, but even the other lawyer, you know, you have to be your, your best self. When you present in court, you have to be polite, reserved, uh, poised, um, respectful, and you let him hang himself. right? Let him, at first, he will win everybody over. he will you know look, make himself look out to, look to be the good guy because he'll lie. They have no problem. Mm-hmm. They are great liars. They will point fingers at you, very uh, dramatic, like all the grandiosity. But if you're consistent, 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 at some point he will show his true colors. And yeah. if you react, if he makes some outrageous claim, and you start flailing your arms and being dramatic back, the court doesn't see the difference. It's like, oh, they're the same person, right? Yeah. There's That's no difference. Uh, no, but no, go ahead. Oh, no no no. I was just going to
0: say, I mean, when it comes to, to dealing with these people in the court system, I, I'm curious as to your thoughts on this, but just um, you know, I'm a board certified divorce lawyer in Florida, and I'm supposed to follow what they call the bounds of advocacy. And one of the major tenements of that is, you know, minimizing litigation, taking, you know, every you know opportunity to resolve a case so that conflict isn't exaggerated, especially with families. But I very much feel um, most of the time when it comes to dealing with these types of people that those types of uh, tenements of uh, working everything out and extending the olive branch um, almost um, make it worse off for for my clients um, than if they had just been. Um, I hate to use the word aggressive. Maybe the word direct is better. But direct in understanding this is somebody that is likely never going to come to the table and negotiating with them is, is kind of like negotiating with a terrorist. And Absolutely. you just got to keep focused on getting it over. But I, I don't know how you see, see it with the people that you, know, you work through as they're working with their lawyers through these situations.
1: Do you know everyone is different? Every single yeah. case is different. But typically, narcissists or people who are very, have narcissistic tendencies aren't going to settle because it's not in their vocabulary. Right there. It's a zero sum game to them. It's like I win or I lose. They have to win. And winning means you get nothing because they're entitled. They think they deserve everything. There's no compromise or give and take or negotiation. It's just all me. (laughs) It's really hard to settle with these people. Um, So I usually try to help my clients psychologically by letting, the, helping them let go of the outcome of the divorce, because you know these things can go on for years. I mean, mine was six years. Hopefully, yeah. nobody. That's a little
0: longer than most. <laughs> but usually not that bad. <laughs>
1: no. but it's going to be a year. You know, you yeah. think it's going to be cut and dry. I thought mine was open and closed. Like the guy choked me. Please, like this is like going to be over tomorrow. Six years. Of fighting for, it. he contested the divorce. You know, and there it was a long time ago. In New York, it was not a no-fault state. I had to prove uh, yeah. it on grounds. It was ridiculous. So anyway, those kind of things don't happen anymore. Um, but I help them let go of the outcome so that they can start living their life. Because you yeah. can just get derailed by this divorce, worrying about what that outcome is going to be before you yeah. can start your life so i try to help them let go of that and say hey we're gonna we're gonna hope for this and try for this work toward that but if if we get this all you have to do is figure out a way to fill that gap you know it's not as it's not yeah. as you some game it's not like oh i lost you didn't lose you, you, here's where you landed so let's start preparing for how you're going to fill that gap whatever that gap is yeah now
0: That makes sense. So I guess um, maybe a few people who are listening to this haven't so much heard of um, a transformational type coach. And how does working with you or or somebody like you, um, you know, benefit somebody that's getting ready to go through a divorce or a separation from, you know, a a toxic individual?
1: Well, because um, I'm not just a divorce coach. Um, Divorce coaches will guide you through the process. Uh, help you with paperwork, those types of things. Um, this is a more holistic coaching yep. experience, right? So I am looking at the whole person and not just the divorce piece of it. So we're, I'm getting you in the best physical, spiritual, financial, emotional shape I can so that you can get through this at your highest level. You know, it's going to be war. <laughs> yeah. and, and you have to be in training, you have to get into the best shape you can to be able to deal with this and be you know, uh, quick on your feet and, and not let this derail you, not let it make you sick, which happens, I can't tell you how many clients come to me really sick but from the stress of it. Um, so in order to put it in a compartment And deal with the rest of your life and where you want that to be and try to see this divorce as a springboard that's going to catapult you into this new life that you deserve, that your kids deserve to have. You know, we're we're focusing on how to get there, dealing with this, but it's not our, our life. It's just a piece that has to be dealt with, but really focusing on where we want to go.
0: So, in just in terms of uh, timing for the people that uh, see, you know, one of these uh, divorces or separations on her horizon, um, when ideally is the best time to start working with you and, in your view, to start working, you know, with an attorney um, as they approach all of these things?
1: I always hope somebody comes to me before they hire an attorney. Yeah. Um, because they can take a lot of precautions, they can do a lot of work that they can get their hands on a lot of information and documents that they may lose access to. Mm-hmm. So I wanna help them get access to what they can, Safe, take some precautions to safeguard some things that might go missing, um, get some security so that they can't be found out what they're doing, like take those kinds of precautions. Yeah. And then I help them find the right attorney, too. Um, you know, my clients are all over the country. Yeah. Um, we our, our coaching is by phone or Zoom. And I, you know, may not know personally the attorneys in their area. I can help them do some research. But I can help them ask the right questions yeah. and come back to me and sift through it and help coach them into a decision for who the right attorney
0: might be. I think that makes sense. And um, I, I guess just, uh, just from your um, perspective, um, how, how do you view when they should be telling their, you know, narcissistic or you know, controlling type of husband that they intend to get divorced in relation to when they're working with you and the attorney? I think <laughs> I, we know the answer, but maybe it's a good thing for you to talk about here briefly.
1: Um, yeah. yeah, that is so specific. Right, yeah, I want to give a blanket answer. Um, my knee jerk reaction is that it should be a sneak attack, yeah. You don't want to give them the, the opening to do a lot of damage. Um, but you know, that's not in every case, so it depends. Yeah, it just depends. I think
0: every case is different, but that's yeah. generally what I tell people. You probably do not want to be telling a controlling or manipulative type of a spouse in most circumstances that you intend to divorce them because then they will start to control and manipulate before you are prepared to um you know go through with what is going to very likely be a difficult uh, process so the more notice i see uh, these types of people have the harder sometimes it can become but i I think every case is different um so i I guess um we're here with victoria mccuey and um, she's a transformational coach that, uh, you know, specializes mostly in working with, um, women, divorcing, controlling type husbands, but a few
1: other things too. Um, and some men.
0: <laughs> if, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And there are, uh, there are narcissist, uh, women or narcissistic type women out there. So this is, uh, kind of generalized to what, um, what is most common, but it, it does come up on both ends, but people are listening to this and they think, you know what, uh, you would be probably really helpful and they'd like to um, reach out and um, work with you. How do they go about doing that and uh, what is working
1: with you? Yes. Um, well, the, every coaching client starts with a free call. That's, yeah. that's our first step. And you can do that right on my website, which is just my name, Um There's a, a button you'll see free session. Uh, you get on my calendar and we have a chat and we get to know each other. I find out what your situation is, and um, I figure out if you are um, in a place where I can help you. And then, if I think we're a good fit, then I'll tell you about the different ways I work with my clients. And it's not just one program. You know, I have different levels of support for, diff, you know, for really contentious, serious things. Um, Others are more of a do-it-yourself with check-ins with me, different budgets, you know. So it's it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's it's a couple of different levels, um, and we take it from there.
0: And um, I guess just before we go, I think um, you have uh, a few videos on similar topics to what we're going over here
1: on. I do. I have I have a lot of videos. So there's a (laughs) a lot of free content on YouTube. Um, again, my channel is just th- my name. If you just search on YouTube, Victoria McCooley, um The name of the program is Reclaim Your Power, and there are a ton of videos uh, that are there for you for free.
0: Well, um, it's uh, been awesome having a chance to talk, and you truly you really are uh, kind of a uh, an internet celebrity of sorts on on this topic. <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool to uh, wow. talk here. Um, Again, this has um, been a talk with uh, Victoria McCuey, transformational coach uh, specializing in divorces from uh, difficult um, people, men and women. And um, my name is Christopher Bruce. I'm a, a divorce lawyer, um, mostly down here in South Florida. And um, like Victoria, um, I have a few resources um, on my website that are um, free, uh, one of which is a book uh, that you can download called How to Divorce Your Controlling, Manipulative, Narcissistic um, Husband. So um, get a little, uh, a few laughs every now and then with the title, but um, you can uh, get that uh, at our website, BrucePA.com. And maybe Victoria, you could just say uh, your your website one more time. Yeah, victoriamakui.com. All righty. Well, thank and you, everyone. So-
1: If you go there, there's also, um, there's a free gift you can download as well, which is called the five things every woman needs to know when divorcing a narcissist.
0: Well, um, awesome. And I think we'll end with that. Uh, Thank you very much, Victoria.
1: Thanks, Chris.